The Bucket Plan On Demand series is brought to you by Clarity to Prosperity, a financial training, coaching, and IP development organization led by financial advisors, coaches, and business leaders committed to taking a holistic approach on advising. To learn more about our organization and upcoming training opportunities for financial professionals, visit ClarityToProsperity.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Bucket Plan podcast. We've got uh, Jason Smith joining me today. This is Dave Allison, and uh, welcome, Jason, and welcome all the listeners. It's great to have everyone on today's podcast. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited to talk about this today. This is kind of an innovation and a breakthrough that we haven't really shared with a lot of people yet. Yeah, definitely. So, um, Jason, you came home from teaching the Bucket Plan 1.0 at Texas Tech University uh, for a big group of their students, uh, their alumni, and a good group of our advisors were out there as well going through that training course. And, um, you know, I think as you were doing more of an experience transformer or an evaluation of that, you, you had this kind of breakthrough of something we're going to share on today's call of really breaking out the concepts and the tools of 1.0 and, you know, number one, how we teach it, but then number two, you know, helping advisors actually implement it when they're in their meeting process. Can you talk a little bit about kind of the background and your thoughts, and then we're going to get to share some documents uh, for those of you who are watching the podcast on YouTube, you're gonna, you can see Jason and I right now, we're going to share some of these things. But if you're listening, we'll also, you know, verbally kind of go through the, the overview. But Jason, share kind of how this came about. Yeah, for a couple things. First, Dave, I, first, I want to tell, you know, for people who can see this, the San Francisco virtual background, this is in honor of Dave, because <laughs> last night he killed it with a taxes and retirement webinar and sold six $2,000 financial plans right on the webinar and booked 18 fit calls with the bucket plan book uh, as an incentive to book those calls. So congrats to you, Dave. That was a smashing success. And you filled the webinar yourself um, through the, the process that, that, you know, you've played a huge part in developing, you know, how to, uh, how to fill those. So that's up. I wish I was driving over that Golden Gate Bridge heading to Napa Valley right now instead of oh. sitting in my home office. <laughs> yeah. No kidding, man. I missed it. And speaking of that, Texas Tech, that was my last travel, actually. That was, that was uh, I think, the first week in March. Yeah, and it was, uh, that was the last travel that I did. Um, you know, when you brought that up, I realized, I'm like, wow, that was it. That was the last one. Yeah, it's hard to imagine, especially with between you and I, we're probably we probably fly somewhere every week. And uh, the, the fact that we haven't gone anywhere, uh, I was in San Francisco that week, and you were in Texas Tech, and we've both been grounded at home since then. Right, right. So making things happen, though. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And how cool is that? You, you sold six financial plans from Cleveland on a virtual <laughs> webinar all people in San Francisco, um, and then the 18 uh, follow-up calls, pick calls, right, pick client calls. That's so cool. Anyway. Yeah, yeah Alana's in the other room right now. Um, she's got 18 bucket plan books that she is doing handwritten letters and going to the post office to mail them out today from people who requested them from the webinar. So 
She's like, are you kidding me? I have to write 18 of these things. (laughs) You got a good wife there, Dave. (laughs) She's on payroll. (laughs) Yeah, true. (laughs) Um, So I think you teach that in your taxes and retirement course too, don't you? (laughs) Right. uh, So back to Texas Tech. And uh, yeah, one of the things that we've come to realize just from the experience of training advisors on the bucket plan uh, best interest process is, um, you know, people don't um, take the e-learning course as, you know, as, I mean, they take the e-learning course and then ultimately they attend the two-day live training and then we take them through the four-week sprint where we role play and interact with them and get them up to speed. And then most, some do, but most don't take everything they learned and go back and fully execute the entire thing nuts to bolts. Now, again, some do because they study it, they study the manual, they take the proctored exam, you know, they really prepare themselves before the class, they do the live experiential training, the role playing, and then afterward, they engage in the four week sprint, they start using all the tools and concepts. If I had to guess, there's probably a third that fully execute. Another third, um, they slowly work their way into it. They, in, and they start with some things that we'll talk about here in a moment, and that's where kind of the breakthrough of the concepts and tools came from. And then they layer in more and more, and then eventually they get there. And then there's another third, they just pick the low hanging fruit the stuff that they can implement and use right away to improve their current existing process of how they do business. And that's really all they do. They just pick cherry pick, you know, the best practices, the tools and the concepts. But, you know, in learning this, Dave, I think, you know, what we've come to realize is what happens almost always though, is people use the concepts what we, and what we've now labeled them as concepts before they start using the tools. And you know, the difference between you know, a concept is more just a way of positioning or thinking about something, right? And it's a way of explaining something. And so it's conceptually how you're gonna explain something to a client um, or just you know, that, that, that way of, of ma- making that explanation, simplifying it for the client, and kind of reinforcing the philosophical belief that you have around, that that concept supports. Where a tool is something you're gonna use specifically in an instance where you're trying to solve a problem, or you're trying to accomplish a goal that is necessary to tackle, to complete an overall comprehensive financial plan. And, And I think that's part of what you know, we've realized is that, you know, the, the concepts are easy and implement right away. I mean, people will see you or I do a speech, Dave, and they'll go back and start implementing the concepts immediately. The tools are, require more training, and, and that's where a lot of the role-playing and experiential learning comes in. And, and you know, so we built these tools around the concepts. And the number one concept is the bucket plan, right? I mean, the bucket bucketing is a concept that's been around a long time. Now, the bucket plan 
around the three bucket approach of now, soon, and later. Now that's something, you know, the, you know, the trademark and registration and, you know, that we've refined it a little bit. But at the end of the day, bucketing has been around for a long, long time. We didn't make up bucketing. What we did, though, is we created the version of bucketing called the bucket plan. And that concept of three buckets now, soon and later, you know, that's a concept that people see it, they hear it and they go out and they just start implementing it right away. I mean, and there's really three concepts, but that's kind of the, the backbone of the whole thing. And we've taken these, you know, that concept and we built all these tools around it, but we've come to realize there's really, there's two other concepts as well that people I think typically try to, you know, run with right out of the gate. Yeah. And Jason, I just want to share, I mean, one of the things that, you know, has helped me immensely as I think about this concept is, um, you know, I think academically, I've always known of these concepts, right? Like the bucketing is really like asset allocation, right? The money cycle is a way to explain sequence of returns risk. The pyramid of risk is, you know, all these investment options out there and things like that. But what I always had a challenge with is like, I knew the academic side, but as you know me, like I had a hard time simplifying it for the consumer to understand. And so what the concepts have really done is they've taken these more complex academic finance concepts and they've simplified it into things the consumer can see and understand and the advisor can explain. And I mean, I've said since day one, like I wouldn't be a tenth of as successful in the financial planning industry without having that because um, I, I would overcomplicate things but those specific concepts have given me the ability to simplify it for the consumer. And then I remember when I was first starting to meet with clients, um, you know, I could explain the concept, but then to be able to reinforce it with a tool that just showed that, you know, the, to my prospect I was meeting with, like, wow, this guy's got it put together. Like, He's got the concept, I understand the concept, he's got the tools, he's walking me through. And what it did was it eliminated me having to be a salesperson because it was like, explain a concept, show the prospect the tool, and by the end of it, it just makes so much sense for them to move forward. It's, it's like, okay, well, how do we implement? And, and it's that easy, you know? And I think that having those two things is like the one-two punch have been a game changer. No doubt. No doubt. And it's, um, you know, and let's talk about the three concepts here for a moment, right? So first of all, and we've already talked about the bucket plan, but I mean, you know, the bucketing concept, again, been around a long time, the bucket plan, the three buckets of the now, the soon, and the later, that's the concept, you know, that really we build everything around. Really, it's a philosophy. It's an asset positioning or asset allocation philosophy that your clients can actually understand. It's the philosophy of time segmenting the money based on the purpose and the time horizon of the money, but you're simplifying it into these three buckets, right? And so it's an asset position philosophy, but to your point, Dave, and, and you brought this terminology a couple of years ago, it's like, it's an asset allocation that people, that clients can actually understand. 
Like, I mean, most clients don't understand pie charts and sectors and all these asset classes and what it all means, right? They, they understand buckets. They understand that they need some short-term money, the now bucket, that's like in cash. That's their checking and savings. They get that. They understand that they need to have money set aside for that purpose, for planned expenses and for that like certain magic number so they can put their hat on the pillow at night. That's just cash or cash equivalent. The soon bucket is really gonna be your fixed income or fixed income alternatives. I mean, it's, and they get, I mean, they might not even understand what fixed income means, some people, right? But they understand that they need more conservative stuff or money that they can pull off of above and beyond the money, only the money in the bank. So they get that middle bucket, they get the fact that if they're gonna be needing income or withdrawal sooner rather than later, they have to be in, you have to be able to pull it from something stable, conservative, reliable, that's their soon bucket. And then people understand the later bucket is primarily equities or other alternative investments that are gonna be more risky, but they get the fact that hey, if I got a long time horizon with the now and the soon bucket, I can afford to take that risk in that later bucket. So at the end of the day, it's stocks, it's bonds, it's annuities, it's mutual funds, it's cash, it's CDs, it's, it's all the things that everybody owns. It's an asset allocation strategy, but it, they actually understand it. Absolutely. It's a wrapper for all of your recommendations. So that concept has certainly been a game changer. I remember the very first time I walked into your office in Cleveland uh, when I was on the wholesaling side and uh, I saw those three buckets on your whiteboard at the time and uh, just thought how, how simple it was. So um, we have and, the real quickly. I, I've said this before, Dave, and I'd love you to, to talk about the money cycle and the pyramid of risk, the other two concepts. But the thing that uh, I'll never forget, like standing up on that whiteboard, that same whiteboard in the French Creek office that you and I sat and spent many, many, <laughs> many, many days and hours in, um, it was actually the garage of this old uh, historical home my wife and I bought and, and, uh, and rebuilt and, and renovated watching too much HGTV. I'll never do <laughs> that again. <laughs> had clients, friends, loved ones help fix it up. But this little like garage off the house, we turned into a meeting room. It was really nice. But that panel board, that whiteboard, I'll never forget because it was it was never buckets. It was boxes. It was always boxes. And I and I drew these boxes and I would write the um, I'd write all the stuff inside of the three boxes to explain the concept of the three boxes to put your money in. And one time I wrote the total, or got in the habit of writing the total at the top of each of the boxes, of all the stuff in the boxes. And then I circled the totals at the top. And the client said to me, those look like buckets. <laughs> and it was like, bing. It was like, that's actually where the bucket plan came from. And the crazy part is, then I came to learn that bucketing had been around forever. I wasn't, I wasn't studying it. I didn't know who all these people were the other people out there that had been doing bucketing, but that was actually the genesis of, you know, this bucket plan. Yeah, no doubt about it. So that is a game changer. And that's probably, you know, when people come through and, and Jason, they hear from us, like that's probably the first thing they gravitate towards from a, a tools, right? Is like they start just explaining these three buckets and uh, 
putting the client's money in each bucket. But really, you know, sales 101 says you got to create the need before you provide the solution. And so it's like, you know, you have to create the need of why they need a bucket plan in the first place before you go teach them all about the bucket plan. And so the other concept, probably the second most popular concept is the money cycle. And as I mentioned earlier, what the money cycle does, I did it in my, um, my webinar last night on taxes and retirement to set the stage for the bucket plan. But what it does is it, in a very high, easy to understand way, explains sequence of returns risk. And so, you know, there's three phases. There's the accumulation, preservation, and distribution. And the biggest mistake that people make is they go right from accumulation into distribution they never take the time to preserve a portion of their money that they're going to need to rely upon for that first phase of retirement. And we all know that. And if they don't do that, let me ask you a question. If they don't do that, if they don't preserve, right, they make that biggest mistake, what are they subjecting themselves to? Sequence of returns risk. If they have a big drop in the stock market early on in retirement, they now need to cash in a bigger piece of their portfolio for the same amount of income. And it's one of the biggest reasons retirees run out of money. And so that creates the need. And then the bucket plan provides a solution because Jason, what is the preservation bucket in this bucket plan? I mean, it really is that, that preservation phase, right? The soon bucket, the soon right. bucket correlates, right? Yeah. Right. So then, you know, what I love about this format is, you know, naturally, so clients get it, you know, the money cycle, they're going from accumulation into distribution, they need to preserve a portion, three simple buckets, now bucket your money in the bank, soon bucket your conservative investments or income money, later bucket your long term growth or legacy planning money. But then naturally, they say, okay, well, how do we fill these buckets? What do we fill them with? Well, that's right when you go to the concept of the pyramid of risk and say, well, as an independent fiduciary, we have basically all investment options out there. And I just want to educate you on the different types of investment classes or categories that we could essentially use to fill your buckets. And so as everyone who's been through the training knows, you know, there's the three categories or, of, or levels in the pyramid of risk, the high risk, you know, things like alternative investments, things that are typically more speculative, highly concentrated individual stocks, things like that. In the middle part of the pyramid, you have things that have broad diversification, things like stock funds, bond funds, ETFs, index funds, variable annuities. And in the base of the pyramid, you have things that, you know, really are all focused on capital preservation or stability. You know, things like fixed annuities, indexed annuities, government bonds, cash value life insurance, cash savings, money market. And so these are the options that we can build the right mix of your now, soon, and later bucket. And so those concepts, it's like, it's amazing how it all just kind of comes full circle. And such a simple, you know, one, two, three punch to walk the client through why they need this. Yeah, it's fantastic because, you know, the money cycle is a simplified way, accumulation, preservation, distribution, to explain sequence of returns risk 
because people make that mistake of not setting up preservation money that they're going to draw from in the first phase of retirement. Super simple. You start pulling out graphs and, ch uh, and charts and all this stuff trying to explain sequence returns for us. Some people, you're going to lose them. And, and some people, you need to do that, right? But save that ammunition for your clothes when you're trying to get them to move their assets over to you. When you're high level explaining it on your first appointment, trying to get them to go, agree to go through your process or in a webinar or whatever it is, consider using the money cycle as a concept to explain it in a simplified way. Absolutely. So then the tools around the perimeter um, you know, these are all the tools to actually execute and implement, implement. So it's like a lot of the data gathering that you need. It's a lot of the design work that you're going to need to do to design their customized bucket plan. And so, you know, what we're looking at here, uh, if you can see it on the screen, if you're just on the podcast, think of a clock, right? And at 12 o'clock, the first tool is the connection questionnaire. So Jason, share a little bit about the connection questionnaire, because I know you've put about 20 years into developing this tool. Yeah, and so what I've learned from all the great mentors and rock stars throughout the industry that I've seen on stages and I've you know, gone out to their offices and developed relationships or had follow-up phone calls, and I've collected hundreds of fact finders through the years. And actually, Dave, you remember early on, you know, um, right around similar time you explained earlier when you came into the, to the office, right, into the French Creek room, and you saw that stack over in the corner, right? Yeah. And <laughs> tell them about that. Yeah, I mean, Jason was basically just collecting fact finders, collecting them, and just, you know, whenever he'd go around to conferences or meetings or meet advisors, he'd, he'd ask to send them a copy of his fact finder, and, uh, you know, he had this big stack highlighted with all the best questions that people were asking within that fact-finding or connection building process. And then it's just been trial and error over the course of my career of the last 25 years of the order and working with brilliant advisors that have given feedback. There's been thousands of advisors that have come through the bucket plan training and they've given feedback of great additional questions or the order to ask questions and the strategy of how to ask the questions. And we've hired sales psychologists and all kinds of brilliant people that have weighed in to create it to what it is today. But it's all about making the connection. It's the most important thing that you need to do, but there's a strategy and there's a psychological strategy of the order you ask the questions in. And so that's, that's a big part of what making that connection questionnaire is. And then if we go around the clock, so again, visualize a clock. And in the middle of the clock, we have the three concepts, the bucket plan philosophy, the money cycle, and the pyramid of risk. At 12 o'clock, the first tool is the connection questionnaire. At 2 o'clock, we have the next tool, which is the concerns and priorities worksheet. So Jason, how do you use that? So the concerns and priorities worksheet is a tool that we use at the end of the first meeting where we utilize it to summarize everything that they've learned, everything we've talked about, all the goals and objectives, all the pain points that we've uncovered throughout the meeting of gaps that they have in their current planning that, has, that have not been done or addressed yet. And so we use that as a tool to summarize 
and we have them rank on a priority one, two, or three, the most common things when we ask them the question, are there any dangers, concerns that you have about your financial plan or anything that's top priority that needs to be addressed that we, you know, that we need to tackle right away? And so when we kind of ask that question, you know, some people rattle it off right away. But regardless, we're going to slide this document as we're wrapping up that first appointment at the close. And we're going to say, would you take a moment and circle the number ones that are your number one most important top priority? If it's not important at all, circle it as a three. If it's important but not quite a one, circle it as a two. And what it does, Dave, is it gives us the ability to take those number ones and go deeper if we need to to convince the client that they need to go through the process with us, right? Asking probing questions. Why is that important to you? Tell me more about that. Why you circled that as a number one. We can go deeper there. It makes it all about them. Very consultative, very catered to their, what's most important to them. Absolutely. And then at about three o'clock on the clock, we're looking at the cash flow assessment as the next tool. So the cash flow assessment, talk about that. Was easy. Yeah, go ahead, Dave. Yeah. yeah, so there's really kind of two components of it, depending on who you're sitting with. If you're sitting with somebody who is in generally about 10 years or less from retirement, we have a tool called the income gap assessment. And the income gap assessment will actually, you know, be a simplified tool to get to that bottom line number of how much money the client needs to withdraw from their investment accounts to supplement their retirement income, their social security, their pensions, and also how much of that income they want guaranteed in their financial plan. And so in the training, we talk about the three ways to guarantee income and how to explain that concept to the client. So we won't get into that now, but also the other tool is maybe somebody who needs a little bit more of a budget type of exercise. Maybe it's a younger client and you're really figuring out how much excess cash flow or savings they have to put into you know, the bucket plan. Uh, that is the, uh, the budgeter tool. And again, another simplified kind of consumption methodology way of assessing cash flow. So those two tools are really powerful in the cash flow assessment. And then uh, as we continue to move around the clock, the asset inventory document is the next tool. So Jason, go ahead and share this one. Yeah, the asset inventory document, what we're doing is doing exactly what the tool is called, right? We're inventorying everything that they have, all of their assets, as well as their liabilities, right? And so as we do that though, this is a more thorough deep dive. We're in the connection questionnaire, which is a fact finder that happens in the first meeting, we're getting a high level overview, a snapshot of what they got going on. When, they, when you get all the statements and all the details and you start calling on the phone and finding out, filling in the gaps, prime, the beneficiary designations, is there first turpies per capita? What's the cost basis? What are the fees on the accounts? So it's a place to capture all the important information so you do a thorough job as a fiduciary to dot the I's and cross the T's, get all the information you need all in one place to be able to analyze the situation to make the proper recommendations. Absolutely, and then moving around the clock, we're to the volatility tolerance analysis now. And this is so important if you 
subscribe to a bucketing approach. Because essentially what this is, is a traditional risk tolerance analysis, right? That we probably all do with our clients before we open up an investment account. But the challenge with traditional risk tolerances is if you're taking a bucketing approach, they essentially lump all the client's money into one big bucket. And then they come out and say, Jason and Holly, you're conservative or you're moderate or you're growth or you're aggressive. And they don't segment, well, am I moderate on my soon bucket, the money that I'm going to need to tap into over the next 10 years? Or am I moderate on my later bucket, the money I know I have at least a decade before I'm going to need to tap into? And so what our volatility tolerance analysis has done is it breaks the, uh, the buckets up and assigns a risk category or a volatility category to each bucket, the soon bucket and the later bucket, because the now bucket is just the cash. So we're really talking about the soon bucket and assigning a score to what their comfort level is for volatility in that soon bucket, and then a secondary score for their comfort level of volatility in the later bucket. And this tool is incredible when things go wrong in the market, right? Because like right now, we're crazy amount of volatility with COVID-19. Stock market crashed, people are talking about the next depression happening. And what we're able to do is sit down with our clients and re, you know, uh, educate them on the philosophy the now, soon, and the later. And then the soon bucket is invested according to their income needs and the amount of volatility that they shared that they're willing or comfortable taking in that soon bucket. And generally, almost nine times out of 10, probably 10 times out of 10, no, it is 10 times out of 10, that soon bucket is invested much more conservatively, defensively, stable, reliable, you know, preservation of floor under the account balance versus the later bucket. And so when they do experience 20, 30% market downturns in the later bucket, they're educated. They know markets are going to recover, but their now bucket and their soon bucket's been protected. That's right. Especially for a pre-retiree, right? Where we, um, now a younger person, they're still going to have a soon bucket, but their soon bucket is going to be nowhere near is going to be uh, invested as aggressively as their later bucket would be. Absolutely. So that concept works for that age too. It does. So the design worksheet, right? So the design worksheet, what's fantastic about that is it takes all the thinking and really all the work off of you as the advisor, if you have staff, to be able to take all the conversations and the information that you've documented and all the tools leading up to this and just plug it into the design worksheet, which ultimately leads to the delivery template. Because the delivery template is just a real nice graphical illustration with great colors and almost 3D looking dimensions uh, where all you have to do is take all that, that template, all the different things and all the tools you've done throughout and put it in there, spiral bound it, bind it. it now you have a customized bucket plan with the products and portfolios to deliver to your client. And you really have just utilized all the thinking, all the tools, all the information, like a good consultant does. You ask a ton of questions, which is what all these tools do. The concepts is how you educate and simplify. 
the tools is how you ask a lot of questions and then feed back all the answers to those questions in the delivery template to the client to make your product and portfolio recommendations. To your point earlier, Dave, it takes all the sales out of it. What it is is it's consultative selling. The, the, that's, there's a reason consultants are one of the highest paid people in the entire world, right? Of all industries, because they're masterful at this. And that's what this process does. It's very consultative. Absolutely. And so, um, you know, this document that we're sharing is really for training purposes for an advisor. Like we're not sharing this document with clients or showing it to them. So I just wanted to make that quick disclaimer. Um, and the other thing is, as you're listening to this podcast or watching it on YouTube, um, you know, make sure if you're, if you're not watching it on YouTube, go to Clarity to Prosperity's YouTube channel and hit the subscribe button because when you subscribe, you'll get an automatic notification anytime new content gets posted just like this. So if you wanna subscribe to that, go ahead and do that. But if you're listening to this and you haven't mastered all of these different areas, I highly encourage you come back through the Bucket Plan 1.0 training because Jason, I'm super excited next week actually, you and I are delivering it virtually. So Jason and I will be in our office together, of course, uh, separated at least six feet apart, but um, we are going to be delivering this training. I think we have over 50 or 60 advisors signed up for it right now to go back through this Bucket Plan 1.0 training where we dive deep. It's a two-day training, a day and a half, where we go deep into sharing all of these tools. We're going to talk about best practices in a live environment, best practices in a virtual environment. Um, it's going to be a game changer if you haven't mastered all of these things already. And so I'm super excited to get back in the office with you and uh, share that with uh, a, a lot of advisors who are going to be tuning into that training. No doubt. So good. Well, hey, this was great, Jason. Thanks for sharing and going deeper on some of the philosophies, the tools, how this all came about. And we look forward to speaking with everybody on the next Bucket Plan podcast. The Bucket Plan On Demand series is brought to you by Clarity to Prosperity, a financial training, coaching, and IP development organization led by financial advisors, coaches, and business leaders committed to taking a holistic approach on advising. To learn more about our organization and upcoming training opportunities for financial professionals, visit ClarityToProsperity.com.